It was the first time I've used Facebook for this. I had to give it all my permissions when I when you tried to call. So <laughs> that was fun. All right. So, do you like Weezer? <laughs> that should be really easy to answer. Um, I think yes. <laughs> it's a hard question. Yeah. What are you, what's your answer to that question? Um. Yeah, I do. I mean, they make some. I'm on board with what they do and what they're about, and I question a lot of it, and some of it I cringe, but I still uh -huh. like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. This is an analogy that came to me that, for me at least, really describes how I feel about Weezer. So I might bring it up a lot of times, but it feels a lot like The Simpsons to me. Okay. Where The Simpsons feels like two different shows, right? There are these early episodes that are hilarious and everybody loved them, but then they just kept going. And The Simpsons now is not that great. Like, it's okay, right? But the most interesting thing about The Simpsons is comparing it to how The Simpsons used to be. And that's yeah. how I feel about Weezer. Like, I love old Weezer. And I listen to new Weezer, but I'm not listening to it so much because I love it, but because I'm hoping that they'll do the same things they were doing before. <laughs> and the most interesting thing about their new stuff is comparing it to the old stuff. The difference, though, is that if you ask me if The Simpsons is still good, I would say no. Right. If you ask me if Weezer is still good, I would say yeah, I think probably. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah. It's not like asking so it's, yeah. Do you like the Blue Album, or do you like Pinkerton, or do you like whatever song? It's like, do you like Weezer? And that's a harder question than just like yeah, that Weezer album. Yeah, because I, I feel like it's two questions, because it feels like two different bands to me. Yeah. But but yeah, I think I do like Weezer. What did you think about that, um, was it, uh, Summer Eileen and Drunk Dory podcast? Like that songwriting song process? Yeah, Sand Exploder. I want to know what you think about it. I was on board. I thought it was so yeah. technical and ridiculous that it fit in with the technical, ridiculous Weezer thinking. Uh -huh. It's like, oh, I'm going to make a spreadsheet of the highs and lows <laughs> of what the sentence is and throw them all together. And then he's like, if I understand the song then I don't like the song. It's going to take me years <laughs> to try to put meaning. I'm like, no, you're an idiot. You wrote the song, write it like a poem <laughs> and put some meaning behind it. And don't just like yeah, whatever sounds good, throw it together and then make the audience decide what it means. <laughs> so great. I don't know. For me, that podcast like is really interesting. Cause I was like really into Weezer in high school, like the blue album and Pinkerton, I guess into the green album and a little past that too. But, like, so I read a lot about Weezer back then, and I know that he's always been, like, really, really interested in, like, the craft of songwriting. Like, when he was in college, I read something about how, like, he experimented, like, like really experimented, like, documented his results of, like, every different drug that he could possibly take and its effect on his songwriting, like, trying to find the best drug to help him write songs. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the whole Green album, like, that was an experiment in writing songs like Nirvana and the Beatles did where they're like really simple um, song structures and all the guitar solos like sound exactly the same as the melody of the, the verse and things like that. Like he's always like really dug into like, I guess the, like, I don't know, like the songwriting 
idea and like what's the best way to do it for him. So for me to like kind of take a break from caring so much about Weezer and then come back <laughs> to it and find out that like his method that he landed on is like the ultimate best way is like a mad lib, like just piecing together all these things and hoping it fits. I don't know. That's just super bizarre and interesting to me. But like even the chord progressions, I thought that was interesting. Like mm-hmm. he didn't write that chord progression. It's from some other song and he records it and like obscures it. So he won't remember where it came from. Well, I don't know but... if there's any chord progression that is new. Yeah. That's true, but I think there's a difference between, like, sitting with your guitar and, like, trying to stumble on a chord progression that, yeah, like, it exists in 8,000 other songs, but, like, to directly go to another song and pull out the chord progression, I don't know. It just makes it feel more like a Mad Lib to me. Yeah, but him sitting in a session with, a like, a closed room and figuring out a melody, the singing and, like, uh, <laughs> with a piano and it's... It was really embarrassing. For, like mm-hmm. he's like he's like yeah, that's why you do it in a closed room with no one listening because it's awkward uh-huh. and embarrassing. But then he records it and shares it on a podcast, so that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. All right, how are you, Sean? How's life? It's good. It's kind of crazy, but it's good. You I feel like I haven't much? talked to you forever. Mm-mm. Now it's just yeah. baby all the time, and Cameron's three, and he's like a second baby still. Yeah. Ugh. Babies. Yeah, I don't have any of those anymore. Just kind of crazy. Is Pete going to um, to kindergarten still, or now, or what grade is he in? He he'll be going into kindergarten. He did um, he's six, so he should have been in kindergarten last year, but he's kind of a late bloomer, I guess. So he went to, like, this bridge program where they do, like, a full year of school, like, pretty much full-time school, just like kindergarten would be, but just to get him ready for for kindergarten this year. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, so he's six and Phoebe's eight, so they're getting kind of big. Yep. Just crazy. Rachel wants to do a southern U.S. road trip where we drive – down through Texas and go to New Orleans and end up in Florida and then drive back. Just for That's fun. a long drive. That's her like dream. And she wants to do a Northwest tour, which makes a little more sense since we have family in the Northwest. Like my yeah. brother's in Oregon and Rachel has a brother in Washington. He moved to Roseburg. Look at that kid. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi. Can he hear me? Nope. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we're planning on staying here until next summer, and the plan is to move back to Portland. So, Do you have like a a means, <laughs> or are you just gonna hope for the best? Yeah. So this last year, my tiny little company that I work for got bought by a gigantic company. Yeah. So I I moved into a new office in downtown Houston, I guess like two months ago now. Okay. And it's kind of crazy. It's okay so far, but it's, I don't know. There are a lot of things that aren't great about it, but yeah. we're still kind of in the transition phase. So we'll see like January 1st of next year is when we're supposed to be fully integrated. Okay. So they have an office in Portland and I've already talked to my boss about it. So like it's kind of in the works, but at the same time, I don't want to be like, I'm out of here next summer because then, you know, they might not want to treat me that well. Yeah. So I've kind of just 
um, I've kind of just played it as, like, you know, our plan is in the future eventually to end up back in Portland, but I don't know exactly when it is. Like, I'm waiting. Like, I don't want to get transferred within this giant company to an office in Portland where they don't need me and they decide they want to pay me less and who knows what else. So I have, like, a tentative way to get back there, but... Well, at least it's, it's in the same company, and you can just, like, transfer. Yeah. That's, and you don't that's have to start the, over and start idea. your PTO over and start your benefits over. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, and even if I hate it, like, I can get within the same company and stay there for a year or whatever. And if it's no good, then at least I'm in the city I want to be in. Mm-hmm. I can, like, actually interview for jobs and things like that. So <clears throat> I tried to move the... um what Moreno Valley um Riverside area and then mm-hmm. they decided they weren't going to hire my position over there they were going to hire it in Virginia which was fine except for and we would have moved to Virginia if they would have paid at least what I'm making now here in Las Vegas mm-hmm. but it was going to be like 20,000 a year less and oh, wow. yeah That's the cost hit. of living is really low where that job was, but not mm-hmm. that much. <laughs> yeah. Where was it in Virginia? Southern, in um, Newport News. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that part. I don't really know any part of Virginia, except I was born in Arlington, so up north, and my parents were living in Charlottesville this yeah. like past year. They just moved back to California. They were living in Virginia? Yeah. Weren't they in Utah? They were for like two years and then Virginia for one year. Now they're back in California. They're probably going to move, I don't know, maybe back to Washington, D.C. area next year. Wow. That's I don't know. too much moving. As soon as they turn into empty nesters, they just pulled up their roots. <laughs> They've been moving all over the place. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's go through each album. Tell me some okay. of your favorite songs and some of stinkers. Does that sound like a plan? Okay. I've got so on my iTunes I've got Blue, Green, Pinkerton, Maladroit, and Make Believe. So I was looking at it and it goes up to like two thousand four. And ever since that I don't have their albums. So I'm not like So <laughs> where after that there's Weezer Red, Ratitude, Hurley, Everything Will Be Alright in the End, and the White album, and then Pacific Daydream. That's a mm-hmm. lot of albums that I don't know. And I'm sure I know a couple songs that were like played on the radio during those times. Like the British Republic. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, so like That's the hot. blue album and Pinkerton I knew really well. The green album too. Maladroit, I knew really well, and I was, like, following them a lot online. And then Make Believe, that came out... It was 2005. Before my mission, or... Yeah. So that came out, but I didn't really care that much at that point. And when the next, like, several albums came out, I kept hearing people saying, like, oh, it's, like, their old stuff again. They're doing cool stuff again. So I'd listen to them once or maybe twice and then just never go back to them until last week when I listened to everything. <laughs> so I had all these albums downloaded except for Pacific Daydream. How was that one? I heard that for the first time this week. It was it was okay. I need to look at the track list again. 
Like, I don't think it was the best, but it wasn't the worst either. Oh, yeah. We've got... Yeah, I don't... The Mexican Fender, Beach Boys, Feels one. Like Summer, Happy Hour, Weekend Woman, QB Blitz. I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I... I listened to it, like, two days ago, but I don't think I could tell you which songs I liked and which ones <laughs> I didn't. Like, it just sounded like generic poppy super produced Weezer which is fine it's just a different thing All right, what's not your, really what I'm looking for what's okay. your favorite Blue Album song um that's the first one right yeah that might be the hardest one too should we go back to it um oh and then they're all like the deluxe edition bonus tracks and stuff too those are fun. Um, <laughs> I think maybe my favorite is Only in Dreams. All right, hold on. If I had to pick one. This is a seven minute, 59 second pop song. <laughs> you hear that? I can, yeah. sound bad? No, it sounds fine. When either of us talk, it kind of goes away, but that's fine. It's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what my favorite Blue Album I think I like this one. I mean, they're all, they're pretty, it's a good album, right? I don't think there's any bad songs. So, like, I think there are some songs that aren't as good as the others, but Mm -hmm. I don't think they're bad songs. Yep. Like, The World Has Turned and Left Me Here, and maybe Holiday, like, those don't jump out to me the same way the other ones do, but I never skip them or anything. Like, Mm-mm. they're all good songs. What's your first? So um, that was, what year was that? Uh, 94? 94. I was just going to ask you when you first heard the Blue Album. I'll tell you my or when story. when it first entered your life. That was at Andy Fippen's house, and he has older brothers, <laughs> and they were, like, soccer players, and always wears soccer jerseys and stuff. And uh, he, they came in and started playing um, the sweater song, and I loved it. <laughs> My ten-year-old self loved the sweater song and thought it was so great and so funny. Um, so we would just sing that, and then I didn't really hear him again until junior high, and then um, uh. I've, Del Rex had like a computer and he downloaded Buddy Holly music video and it took days to download and we watched <laughs> that on the computer so we watched a Weezer music video where he was with like an old school Happy Days theme uh-huh. so I always liked them and that was my first I didn't uh, I don't know I have any strong I don't remember my opinions of other songs but yeah it was great yeah. 
You have older so, brothers. Or do you, what? Your, did your family introduce you, or did you have friends? Yeah, so kind of like they introduced me and they prevented me from like listening to Weezer earlier, because they would always make fun of me. So I was really like self-conscious about like trying new things or liking new things because I thought my older siblings would make fun of me. So I didn't really like listen to music like until who? I was like, like Jana? 12 or 13. Jana and Brady, they were kind of mean. They're nice <laughs> now though, so we don't hold it against them. But um so like my the first point when I was like really comfortable listening to music and like just doing it whatever was when I went on the National Jamboree. I had a little Walkman. And so I got all of Brady's CDs and I went through them and I like found songs that I liked and made a bunch of mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And the Blue Album and Cake were like yep. my first like <laughs> albums, my first bands that I loved. Oh yeah. And so this yeah, this was either like the first or second album that I like owned. Cake and... Going the Distance. Oh man. Yeah. That's so great when you're 10, 12 <laughs> years old. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that was like that was the summer I turned 13, so I was like 12, I guess, when I first got into it. And then later on, I made a tape of Pinkerton from Brady's CD, and yeah. I didn't ever have a CD, so I'm not like a true fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think we had at least three copies of the Blue Album in my house. Because it was also one of those CDs when every CD costs like $25, the Blue Album cost 10 Yeah. So Brady had one, and Jana had one, and I had one, and maybe Andrew had one too. So we might have had four. <laughs> yeah. It was, that was a big one in the Wiggins house. I was reading about how people didn't like Pinkerton when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I guess I wasn't in tune with like Weezer when they're releasing albums. And I wasn't, I didn't even know about Pinkerton until I was like 18. <laughs> were you yeah, getting think... albums while they were releasing them? You had Pinkerton, you said, cause you copied it. from. So team? yeah, I copied it from Brady, but at that point they had already like gone on their hiatus. So it was like sort of the aftermath of Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. So I guess at that point, the general consensus was this isn't as good of an album and Weezer is gone and who knows if they'll they'll ever come back. But sure enough, they did. All right, let's go to Pinkerton. Uh, what's your favorite song, Pinkerton? Um, this is definitely my favorite album, I have to say. El Scorcho? Um, what? Butterfly? My favorite song is Falling For You, I think. And only because that was my favorite song when I was like 13, and it just has certain nostalgia to me. All right, 30 seconds of Falling For You.
I like it. I don't think it's my favorite of the album, though. It's a good one. That one reminds me of lying in bed with my headphones on. Yeah. When I was supposed to be asleep and, like, thinking about the girls in my eighth grade class I had crushes on. (laughs) I don't have any, like, memories of, like, nostalgia from that. It's a good song. (laughs) I don't know. That's something else that I have to talk about, though, is like one of the things that kind of bothers me about more recent Weezer is just like how silly it is, Uh you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then I go back and listen to these old albums and they're really silly, too. Like he was just gargling water and Uh stuff. And he's singing about professional wrestling in that song. The sweater song is like about unraveling a sweater and being naked. Yeah. But how much older is is he now? You know? I think that's why people don't like take it seriously. He's like, okay, he's a forty five year old talking about uh I don't know, just girls. I'm like, what girls he's talking about? <laughs> women? Like forty year old women? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like it feels like there was something behind the silliness though. Like when he's singing the sweater song, like it feels like a like valid metaphor or like in only in dreams, he's singing about how like awkward of a dancer he is. And he's afraid he'll crush her toenails into a thousand pieces. Like that's kind of a silly line, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like he means it, you know? Yep. And in the, the later stuff, I feel like he's just like silly. So I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about like old silliness versus new silliness and like <laughs> where it's effective and where it's just obnoxious. What? Oh, is this one a good one? Oh, that's a great one. It's a good sign. They're all good ones. Yeah. yeah. So silly. Not in the mirror. Can't believe what I see. Tell me who's that funky dude. I don't. What's that? Get You is probably my least favorite on Pinkerton. Yeah. Um, what about Songs from the Black Hole? Did you read about that at all? No. Is this on Wikipedia? Okay. Yeah, they, they mentioned it on Wikipedia. But <laughs> okay. So after the Blue Album, when Rivers was writing the next album, like he started out writing Songs from the Black Hole, which was like this concept album. It was going to be like a space opera. And a handful of the songs made it through to Pinkerton, okay. but most of them just got scrapped. So when I was like first really getting into Weezer, it was like this mythic, like lost album of amazing songs, like written at the same time period as their most amazing album. Yeah. And and since that time, several of the songs have like been leaked. And I guess the first one that I was aware of that got leaked is called Blast Off, and it's a really good song. So that kind of like made everybody think that all the songs were going to be really good. 
but most of them since that time kind of aren't. <laughs> but that's like a big part of, for me at least, like Weezer, the mythology of Weezer. I'm going to play it and see if it works. Okay. It's off of YouTube. So, copyright. Yeah, it's like a good Weezer song. It's like familiar, and I can tell it's like from the same time. I don't know. It's a real Weezer song. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. That was the funny thing about it, though, was like he couldn't release any of those songs, I guess, because of like his record contract or whatever. Okay. And so that one somehow got leaked, and the other ones he like released the sheet music of and so like people were like recording their own covers of what they thought these songs might sound like yeah and then eventually he released those like alone albums of his demos i think there are three of them and like between those and the pinkerton deluxe album i think almost all the songs have been released but yeah that's the only one that's really great okay so i don't have to like go search this is like the highlight of the songs from the book. That's hole. the highlight. If you want to <laughs> dig, it's definitely like a fun little rabbit hole to go down. But I'll read about that's it. the highlight of it. I love my Wikipedia rabbit holes. Oh, man. <laughs> that was fun. Good knowledge drop there, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's what's next? Or should anything else to say about Pinkerton? Pinkerton's great because you can just take an acoustic guitar, sit around a fire, and everyone can sing like uh, El Scorcho and Butterfly and fun stuff. It's a good album. It's my favorite for sure. What's next? You have the list. The Green Album. Oh, I do have thoughts about the Green Album. 2001, I was like in high school, like a junior in high school, say, right? Mm -hmm. I graduated in 2002, and my neighbor, Brian Barlow, you probably met Brian Barley. I don't know. He, um, I don't think so. Oh, he was a big Weezer Maybe. fan and had the Green album, and I had I listened to it, and it sounded like a Weezer album, but it was more like poppy and light, and uh, I don't remember a lot of metal guitar. Where is it? Green album. Mm-mm. What are your thoughts on it? Like Island in the Sun, eh. Hashpipe. Did you like Hashpipe? Hold on, let's listen to it a second, and then you can decide if you like it. Ugh. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I liked it when it came out. 
I remember the music yeah. video. It was like we were watching MTV all the time because they had music. Your thoughts? So the Green album, I guess like, like I said, I really got into Weezer between Pinkerton and the Green album. Mm-hmm. So when the band like came back together and they started playing songs, like this was also like the early days of the internet. So uh-huh. it was like, where do you go on the internet? Like there's no Facebook, there's no MySpace, there's right. no Reddit. Yep. So, like, I spent a lot of time on the Weezer, like, message boards. So, like, it was not just, like, my Weezer experience, but, like, my internet experience was, like, following Weezer. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> so the, the summer of 2000, I guess, is when they first, like, were getting back together and kind of doing their thing again. So I saw them that summer at Warp Tour. Uh-huh. And then again in Salt Lake, we went up to visit family, and we went with Brady to that concert. So they were playing, like, completely different songs. I don't think any of the songs they were playing that summer ended up on the Green album. Huh. Yeah, I don't think any of them did. But they were all, like, people were recording them and sharing them online. So there's this whole other set of songs, the Summer 2000 songs that, like, you can <laughs> dig into. I think one of them ended up on Maladroit. But um, anyway, so we were, like, you know little fanboys, me and Andrew, trying to figure out what Weezer was doing. And then they came out with this, which was, like, way more produced and uh-huh. poppy than yeah. anything they were doing the summer before or on their previous albums. So it was kind of a surprise. Yeah. Island in the Sun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I still liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, like, that was when we were first, like, playing instruments together uh-huh. a lot in the garage and these were all really easy songs yeah. and we had like the tab book and yep. so we'd play like island in the sun and hash pipe and don't let go or go to uh like ultimate ugta ultimate guitar tab archive uh-huh. is that a thing that's the site i think I so think? <laughs> uh, yeah there was one before that though I don't remember. Another one that was like an acronym like that. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I, I just keep on thinking of IMDB. But it yeah, was like Ultimate that. Guitar is the one that's still up that's horrible. But is they it? have everything. It's not good? Well, it's just like ads. And if you try to go there on your phone, like they want you to like pay $5 for their app. and Yeah. <laughs> I haven't looked at tabs for... <laughs> I don't know. Eight years, ten maybe. Oh man! So do you have, do you have a favorite Green album song? Let's let's sample a few. So that's Don't Let Go. Here's Photograph. If you want it, you can have it. But you gotta learn to reach out there and grab it. That might be my least favorite song on the album. What's your favorite? Um, 
I so this last listen through this last week, I think my favorite was Oh Girlfriend. Let's hear it. It's a good closing track, I think. How you feel about me too? Do you miss the way we and waste our time Like, I remember this one. I I remember Mm -hmm. liking it. I remember, like, liking and then hating Hash Pipe. (laughs) (laughs) And Island in the Sun, I was like, huh, that's a nice, nice, light, like, jazzy tune with little Mm -hmm. up strokes on the guitar and... I don't know. Island in the Sun I, might be my favorite. <laughs> it's a good song. Like I feel like they're all like decent songs, but none of them jump out as like being great to me. And it's definitely not like their later albums where like half the songs like have some merit and the other half are just complete garbage. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it's not like ups and downs like the other albums. It's yeah. just like nice and even. Yeah. I don't simple. I'm not. So I'm thinking about calling this. Uh, well, I had the Facebook group chat is watching with my movie reviews, and uh, this is going to be mm-hmm. chat is listening. <laughs> that sounds a little creepy. Yeah, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> Next is Maladroit, 2002, May 14, released. Let's look at the song listings of Maladroit. We've got uh, starting at American Gigolo, Dope Nose, Keep Fishing, Take Control, Death and Destruction, Slob, Burnt Jamb, Space Rock, Slave, Fall Together, Possibilities, Love Explosion, December. I remember Dope Nose. Keep Fishing? Do I remember that one? Let's hear it. Probably. That was the one with the music video with the Muppets. Yep. Yep. thoughts on maladroit like i it's definitely not one of my favorite albums this was one that like i was still following them pretty closely and they like they self-produced this album and the like concept was that they would have the fans produce it too so every day they were recording and then they would release demos of what they recorded that day on their website for feedback and then they'd go back so i heard like 15 versions of Keep Fishing before I heard, like, the final version. And 
I don't know. I just don't think that that really works because you get feedback from a bunch of 13-year-olds on the internet and you get a really uneven album. This was like the first album where they really were doing like metal guitar solos, like really shredding and that kind of stuff. I don't know. just because of the way that I was like exposed to it like kind of piecemeal as they were writing the songs but I would hear them and think they have like these really cool like musical ideas and then by the time it got to an end song they just weren't that good so to me they feel like really cool like instrumentals with like bad lyrics forced on top of them and I think like Burnt Jam is the ultimate example of that like it's a really cool like instrumental song but the lyrics and melody are just bad Let's hear it. It's like a cool little jam. Mm-hmm. my me my first my first listen to this song um, yeah <laughs> or that uh, I, I don't know i've never like listened to the when i open up my ipod or something i go to the weezer i usually just listen to uh pinkerton and the blue album <laughs> <laughs> me too space rock that sounds like something from the 2000 space opera I don't think it is, though. Oh, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, the melody is so bad. Oh, okay. Woof. The stinker. Yeah. Do you have a favorite from this one? I feel weird because I keep choosing the closing track, but I think December's my favorite on this one, too. Let's do it.
I'm on board. I'm going to go with it's, you. It's fine. It's my favorite. Okay. I like keep fishing, so. I mean, I like the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. I approve. <laughs> it was popular, right? At least it made a music video. December didn't have a music video. No. What year was that? We already said. That was Maladroit. 2002. And then 2005. Oh, 2002, that's right. Make Believe. This is the last one I have on iTunes. After this, we're just going to read the Discovery. Disc, disc, discography. Discography. <laughs> well, I can hear my echo, and so it's like screwing with my talking. <laughs> um, and then we're just going to have to go off you giving me a song, and I'll look it up on YouTube and, and play it. How's that sound? Okay. I can't just sure. go through my iTunes. I didn't download them. Make believe. Where is it? This came out when I was in Mexico. Okay. So I definitely wasn't following them closely. Beverly Hills. What do you think about Beverly Hills? We're going to roll like a celebrity. <laughs> no, is it living like a celebrity? I don't know. Let's hear it. I'm not I'm not sure. Where I come from is an all I remember I remember seeing a music video. I remember not liking it. I liked Perfect Situation. I mean, but this is a great song. This is Post Mission. Did you ever learn that song to play it and sing it? I don't think so. Did you learn any of these songs on the Make Believe album? So <laughs> when I got home from my mission, I guess when I first was listening to this, uh -huh. and Booga was still living at home, Yep. and we would always play Beverly Hills on the acoustic guitar, like more to make fun of it uh -huh. than because we liked it. Yeah. Especially Booga. He's really good at like pretending like he likes something in a way that is really funny because he clearly doesn't. And whenever he'd get to the solo, I just have, I just remember him playing the acoustic guitar and going, wah, 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 and like singing that like ridiculous wah-wah guitar solo. Yeah. So I learned that one, which is like three chords. Yeah. So, but I think that's the only one on this album that I learned. And it was in the, in the context of like, what was this it? is so bad. I made, I learned a song. In the context of this is so bad, it was uh, screaming infidelities. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it was like the register was so high, and you have to like do this weird. I don't know. I learned it and sang it and, and thought it was hilarious that I learned some of the song. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I put funny. time into learning 
screaming infidelity. <laughs> oh, your hair is everywhere. Come on. I remember hating We Are All on Drugs. Yeah, that song's so bad. Oh. Damage in your heart's good. One more dream, up in smoke. Now I have no hope anymore. Let it go. I feel like that's more of an older Weezer song. Sound. Yeah, I think my favorites are probably Perfect Situation, and I like Hold Me. Let's hear it. Like, that's not much of a rocker, but like, it sounds like a decent song. Yep, I remember this. Yeah, Beverly Hills is not good. I uh, we are all on drugs is not good. It's really bad. So. I like the Weezer, Weezer albums where there's like. Frightened of the dark. That's hard to say. Yeah, I know what you're saying that there's some. Half of them are, are decent, and then there's some really bad ones that stand out as really bad. <laughs> Does that taint the album, though? Does it make the better ones worse because We Are All on Drugs is, better, is, is on Make Believe? Does that make me not like the other songs? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because I've always thought that same way, but this last time I was listening through it, through all these albums, I was like, oh, there are some like decent songs on here that I never listen to just because there are so many bad songs. That makes me think that maybe I should go through and like pick out the ones that I really like. Just pick out the ones that you don't like and take them off any yeah. device so you don't ever have to listen to Beverly Hills again. <laughs> What's my best friend? When everything is wrong, we'll come talk to you. This is the other way. Doesn't sound bad. some good ones i'm gonna say <laughs> so pitchfork gave this album a 0. 0.4 out of 10 <laughs> it was not very well received by them <laughs> but I, I feel like this is the first album this is like the first modern weezer album like those last two the green album and maladroit felt like they were kind of trying to find their feet and then they landed on like this make-believe formula that they've stuck with. Yeah. Okay. And it feels like the point where there are like some silly moments where it's really silly, and there it's the first one for me where there are lyrics that are just like bad. Like the one that jumps out to me is "This is such a pity." 
which is one of the singles, like the first verse, I'm going to read it. Let's hear it. It's, how is your heart, little darling? I didn't mean to get so mad. Let me just hold you closely. How did things get so bad? Like, he rhymes <laughs> mad with bad. And there's another one on, I forget which album where he rhymes. Hold on, let's hear I it. think bad with sad. more of an 80s feel with some synthesizers. How is your heart, little darling? I didn't mean to get so mad. Let me just hold you closely. How did things get so not a real Weezer song. It doesn't sound like a Weezer song. <laughs> that just... was one of their singles, though. That was, like, what they defined as the song that they wanted people to know on that album. They were pushing it? Like, this is, listen to this song? It's good? <laughs> I think, yeah. I think it was, like, the third single, but still. It was one of the singles. Well, Hold Me, Perfect Situation, Damage in Your Heart, maybe? The Other Way? pretty good i can uh, okay i'm on board with you as in it's not that great of an album moving on yeah but there are like there are some good songs on there like i don't want to throw it out completely but yeah it's not not my favorite 2008 weezer red album let's see if i know any of these songs oh yeah they have the uh diet coke and mentos eruptions from the I saw that music video. <laughs> Which video is that? Pork and Beans. Oh yeah. You wanna listen to it? <laughs> sure, we can listen to it. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Gotta type it in. thinking i'm on a facebook video chat at the same time it's recording they say i need some roguing to put in my hair work it out at the gym to fit my underwear oakley makes the shades of you go what do you think sean i said i remembered it's a it catchy song i said i remembered it i didn't say i liked it <laughs> <laughs> pork and beans yeah this is a weird album for me what's troublemaker this is the first one where like oh troublemaker's really bad yeah it sounds like let's try it one more. We'll just listen to a couple. So well, give the we audience. have to do the first verse of "Everybody Get Dangerous" too, because that's one of the like highlights of the worst Weezer lyrics there are. Okay. Troublemaker. 
What's he going to rhyme Troublemaker with? <laughs> Let's hear it. Put me in a special school Cause I am such a fool And I don't need a single book To teach me how to read Who needs stupid books? They are for petty crooks And I will learn by studying The lessons in my dreams So turn off the TV that's what others see And movies are as bad as eating chocolate ice cream They only sicken me This is bad, Don't let me play football mm -hmm. I'll sack the quarterback and jack the brother of the ball I'm a troublemaker oh, no. Never been a faker Doing things my own So the answer is He rhymed troublemaker with faker So mm -hmm. Asked and answered That's yeah, cringe I, don't know. I was cringing That was like a bad song there they're really bad lyrics, but at the same time, like, some of these songs are some of their catchiest, like, I don't know, they get stuck in your head, but they're bad songs that get stuck in your head, so I don't know that that's a good thing. I mean, it's Weezer. They're still, like, good musicians, but the lyrics were... Mm -hmm. Which one did... Which one am I looking up? Everyone Get Dangerous? Everybody Get Dangerous. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it again, just because it's so bad I have to. Let's hear it. So the first verse, he says, When I was younger, I used to go and tip cows for fun, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I didn't do that, because I don't want the cow to be sad. Ooh, hold on. And it, what? Keep, it keeps going. No, that's, hold on. That's the part hold I on. have to read. <laughs> Actually, I didn't do that. <laughs> Starts out with some crickets. When I was younger, I used to go and tip cows for fun, yeah. Actually, I didn't do that, because I didn't want the cow to be sad. But some of my friends did. They were up just a little bit wicked. They blow up mailboxes. Oh, I know what they were doing. This is a parody, Sean. This is a Red Hot Chili Peppers parody. This is, they're just playing with you. They're not being serious. But I can't tell, so... <laughs> <laughs> he also, in the last song, said that books were for petty crooks. <laughs> so... I can't really trust his lyrics. <laughs> well, you saw it was... I mean, he looked, put it in his spreadsheet. Uh, books rhymes with petty crooks. So you have to put it in the song. Yeah. The, it's I mean, it's petty silly. Petty crooks, so strong, weak, weak. Strong, weak it's weak. right in there. <laughs> petty crooks. <laughs> that was everyone, everybody get dangerous. Mm -hmm. They were just being silly, right? But it didn't yeah. work. And this totally falls into like what you were saying, how he's just like some old guy singing about girls. Uh -huh. Like, I don't believe him when he's singing about being a troublemaker. Like, Rivers Cuomo isn't a troublemaker. Like, when he says everybody get dangerous, like, what does he do that's dangerous? Like, he's just, I don't even know. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem genuine, I guess. <clears throat> Is there anything on this album that, like, you liked? Or should we just skip it? Um, Say the Red Album was a so waste of time. The the interesting things about this album is 
what, three of these songs were written by other members of the band and sung by them. They're bad songs, though, but it's just really interesting that, like, this is the only album, I think, where it wasn't so much like the Rivers Cuomo band, like, other people actually did stuff. But the one that jumps out to me is The Greatest Man That Ever Lived, because it's very, like, musically ambitious. It's like variations on a theme, and I'm looking at the Wikipedia article on that song. It splits it into, like, 11 different sections. So it has, like, it starts with a rap section, so that's the worst one. But it has, like, a choral section and, like, a tribute to Aerosmith and Nirvana and, like, a spoken word that sounds like an old Elvis song and whatever. Like, it just goes through all these different things. It's really, like... It's not the best song ever, but it's a really cool, like, idea, I guess. It's my favorite on the album, for sure. Okay. What? Live? Is it live? I think that's a live recording. Come on, YouTube. Oh. It says skip to 35. Maybe it just starts like that. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, it starts out with the rap I lowered the song volume. I'll turn it up when it gets good. <laughs> this is a five-minute... Oh, six minutes something song. Yeah, it's long. So this is a rap section. Let's skip it. It's like a Weezer song. Stinker so, sections, some good choral sections, and some ambition there. I can, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. The ambition, I guess, is what's the best thing about it. Yeah. Like every time you skip to a new spot, it sounded like you were skipping to a different song, right? not a different yep. part of the same song. Yeah. So it has some pretty cringy parts, but it's interesting to listen to. Okay. 
Well, good. They redeemed the Red Album with one song. If that wasn't on there, <laughs> the Angel and the One. This one is like six minute forty six seconds. Let's see what it is. Don't let me down. Sounds like a slow burn. It's not my destiny to be the one that you will live. You are the AV Club saying, if the so-called Red Album really is an elaborate goof on an all-too-forgiving fan base, that doesn't make Weezer's newest worst album any less insipid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, it is a goof, right? Everybody get dangerous, pork and beans, troublemaker. Oh, jeez. I... That's an elaborate goof on an all-too-forgiving fan base. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> There's no no other explanation. Okay. Ratitude. Release 2009. We've got... If you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. I remember that one. I'm your daddy. Mm -hmm. The girl got hot. Can't stop partying with Little Wayne, featuring Little Wayne in a Weezer song. Mm -hmm. Put me back together, tripping down the freeway. Love is the answer. Let it all hang out in the mall. I don't want to let you go. Oof. So you remember? If you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. Yep. What do you think about that song? It's catchy. I know that tune mm -hmm. is going in my head right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I like, like it. it's a good song. It's a good song. It's a good pop song. I'm thinking about yeah. it right now. Not bad. Let's look it up. I mean, talking all about these stinkers um, doesn't make me like Weezer any less. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yep. Got a clap track, Sean.
הישג. So is the rest of this album like the song? I guess kinda. I don't even remember very much about <laughs> the rest of this album. Um, it's definitely like a polished pop user album. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. The only other song I have anything to say about yeah. is Can't Stop Partying. <laughs> that one... Featuring So that Lil song... <laughs> yeah, it was... So it was written by... Wikipedia says Rivers Cuomo, Dwayne Carter, and Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. Who's like a rapper and producer, I guess. Mm-hmm. So Rivers wrote that with them, I guess, way back forever ago. Okay. And he recorded like a bedroom demo of it. And that ended up on his first like alone record, Alone One, which is all a bunch of old demos and stuff. And it was the standout track on that because like Can't Stop Partying as like this acoustic whatever kind of song is it a rap it was song? actually really like effective do i want but to then listen they released to it? it as like the full band version that's like this polished pop produced can't stop partying i don't remember if it has autotune or what but like it just kind of killed everything that was good about the acoustic demo version of it so it's not good i think the acoustic one is good it's definitely interesting. It's probably good. The album version on this, like, I think is just not that great. I don't know. But it does feature Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is River Squamo Can't Stop Parting demo. Let's try it. It's on YouTube, so it's got to be true. <laughs> I'm going to look on, on Weezerpedia, which is apparently a thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to tell me, though. Do you remember, like, in high school, there was that song where they took, like, this rap song and made it acoustic, and the boys in the hood are always hard talking that trash and will tow your car. Nothing like but to be legit. Don't test me, boys. You ain't seen S-word? No? I do not remember that one. Really? So there's a rap no. song, like from the 90s, like a gangster rap, and then this band made an acoustic version of the same words and just mm-hmm. sang it. 
This is kind of like this song, I guess. It's just like a rap song, yeah. but they put an acoustic guitar and melody. What do you think? Maybe? Kind of. Well, that also brings me to another thing that, like, I really dislike about later Weezer is the rapping and, like, the, like, talk singing. Like, there's a lot of, like, it's not rapping, but where he'll just talk. I don't know. In that, the first one we listened to, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. Like, before the chorus, he, like, talks two lines instead of singing them. I really don't like that. I want to hear the final version but, of Can't Stop Farting. Yeah, play play a little bit of it. I don't know. The demo version of it sounds kind of like, like Pinkerton, you know? Like Weezer pining over his acoustic guitar, I can't stop farting, whatever. Like, yeah. sad, emotional rivers. But this sounds like different. There's a music video. They like push the sound, I guess. Yeah. It's got wheeze without the R. And then Rivers comes up and sings and they add an R, I guess. The demo is like the acoustic version, right? They're singing along. Mm-hmm. And this is like got the hip-hop beat it's produced so it's not like uh, i don't like it sean it doesn't have the charm it doesn't it's not it's like that's that's the thing i guess about the demo is like maybe it's not a great song but to me at least it has a lot of charm and then the produced version it's still like maybe not a great song but it also doesn't have any charm at all yeah no because it's like a partying song (laughs) it's got the beat you can't have (laughs) it was just drums then maybe it was like a rock song acoustic song if they left it that way but it was just like a hip-hop beat all right i'm gonna skip Mm -hmm. put it back together tripping down the freeway love is the answer let it all hang out in the mall and i don't want to let you go next i don't even remember anything about those songs well i'm sure i'd recognize them if i heard them pitchfork hated it man they these Wikipedia is fun because it's like, oh, these guys hated this album and this is what they said. (laughs) Stuck in an eternal puberty, forever 13, confused, horny, hyperbolic, (laughs) obsessed with brand names, and concluded that the record Teen Boy Empowerment message doesn't have much to offer anyone over 13 years old. Zing! Well, here's one. But perhaps because Weezer are as sexually threatening as Melted Solero, such an approach sounds uniquely stylized rather than criminally creepy. <laughs> so, okay. I guess so. I've never thought of Weezer as like, creepy. I mean, they're silly and, I don't know, maybe they're creepy. It's 2018 me too movement at this point they fully embrace the silliness though i mean the album cover is a dog jumping in the air yep right the next the next album cover is hurley from lost and i mean the album is named after him ratitude is like attitude but they're rad 
So it's Raditude. You know? Okay, and that, the title, I'm reading this from Wikipedia, but I already knew it. <laughs> the title of the album was suggested to Weezer vocalist Rivers Cuomo by actor Rain Wilson. So Dwight from The Office okay. named this album. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> it, does it work? Who are their fans? Am I their I. I've never like given a cent to Weezer, so I, I wouldn't say that I'm a fan. <laughs> That's a good question, though, because I feel like they got a whole new like generation of fans when Beverly Hills got really big, yep. and everything they've been doing since then has been playing to those fans and making them a lot more money than anything they did before that. Well, so. that's because 30-something, 40-something-year-olds that loved them in 90, 1994 don't spend money on music these days. You got to get yeah. the youth. The youth spend the money. <laughs> Ratitude. So Hurley. There's a picture of Hurley from Lost. Cover of Hurley is Jorge Garcia. <laughs> Do they love Lost? Is that what's going on? I guess so. Okay. I think maybe. Hang on. Memories, Smart Girls, Brave New World. What's the song that I should listen to that encapsulates this album, Sean? Maybe none of them. <laughs> I don't know. The only ones I ever remember <laughs> is Memories because it's the first one and it's kind of catchy, but I don't like it. Well, and I remember Where's My Sex because it was so bad. Um, and Brave New World, I also remember for not being that good. I don't think I have. All right. Yeah, this was their first album on Epitaph Records. They switched record labels, and so it sounds like Epitaph released a bunch of like punk albums when I was in high school. So it sounds like all the bad punk bands I used to listen to when I was in high school. Like the guitar sounds are just so bad on this album. I guess you just have to play one. Yeah. the worst nostalgic song I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. There was another really bad nostalgic song on the last album, but I didn't even want to go there. <laughs> or on the Red album, I think. Yeah, the Red album had one. Okay. Part songs. <laughs> bad. We're moving on. Hurley's done. <laughs> that, 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 that album in September 14, 2020, or 2010, means nothing to me everything <laughs> will be all right in the end it's got that one huge giant creature on the album remember that it's my favorite album cover yeah it's great it's a it's a classic weezer it looks like a weezer album cover mm -hmm. love it have you ever seen um like what was it troll hunter or something like that it's like a scandinavian indie movie i'm very aware of it but i haven't seen it yet 
I've heard it's one of those movies that's supposed that looks like it's going to be really bad, so then it surprises you and it's kind of good. I never thought it was bad. Like it was good all the way. Loved it. No, it just I, I think like any movie that's a random Netflix movie called Troll Hunter, you put it on <laughs> not because you want to watch a good movie, but because you're like, oh, this is going to be so bad, yeah, and then it, yeah, yeah. it surprises you. Yeah. That's what I've heard anyway. Okay, this says Back to the Shack, Cleopatra. The, oh, oh no! It says no, the no. British are coming. There it is. We've got to listen to it right now. <laughs> How did you know? That, that's what I saw. My least favorite Weezer song. Starts out great, John. That chorus is the worst chorus. <laughs> I the one of the things that bothers me the most about it though is like the verse melody is kind of really good. No, it starts out great. But the I love it. Until it starts yeah. getting really bad. The chorus is so bad, and the lyrics the whole way through, like, why is he singing about the ride of Paul Revere? <laughs> I don't know. Our mission is to keep the tradition alive. It's up to us. It's our responsibility. Silly. Who else is going to do it? <laughs> no, this is I don't like know a... if... He knows it's silly, though. Like, it feels kind of earnest to me. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a joke for him. <laughs> this is like a classic Weezer sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's great. Beauty. It starts to get bad right there. <laughs> and then it gets really... I've got to hear that. Just the... <laughs> Racing myself. Oh. It just sounds so bad. Like, didn't they hear that it didn't sound good? Mm-hmm. That's super Okay, wait. High. Here's, here's a, a Wikipedia excerpt from writing and composition. Over 200 songs were considered for the album, with 20 being tracked and a dozen or so being chosen for the album. Like, how did they have 200 songs and they decided to go with the British are coming? Like, it's not... It's... I wish I had an answer. <laughs> it taints everything that Weezer has ever done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I want to hear you do a. Uh, I want to hear you try to sing. <laughs> no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Let's do it. Who can sing The British Are Coming best? How does Cleopatra go? Do you know? That one's. It's also like a sincere, earnest song about Cleopatra. 
So, yeah, I don't like that one. Do people like it, though? I don't really know very much about, like, the critical reception on this one. It's not like you have friends to talk to about if you like that way's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, I think it has some of the worst Weezer songs ever, but some of the other songs are, like, really good polished pop songs that are good kind of in the same vein as if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. Like, okay. good songs, but... It's got harmonica. Mm-hmm. We grow old, our hearts are dim, but our minds are free to fly where they will. Reborn as a beautiful child. Five four bar, but the song still really bad. Yeah. yeah, but like "Ain't Got Nobody," that's an okay song. "Back to the Shack" has some bad lyrics, but it's still an okay song. "Lonely Girl" is like a, a fine pop song. Um, "Go Away," I like that one. He co-wrote it with the girl from uh, Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, 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 from that band, Best Coast. Best Coast. I was listening to some um, some of, some of this album on YouTube, and the Best Coast came up. I'm like, who is Best Coast? So I looked up some Best Coast songs. Great, I'm a fan of Best yeah. Coast now. So thanks, they're really good. Go away. Let's do lyrics. Oh, this is like a back and forth, like he sings to her and then she sings to him. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, it kind of sounds video. like a Best Coast song that Rivers is singing on. Okay. More than a Weezer song. song i like it mm -hmm. but cleopatra and the british are coming or on that album too <laughs> yeah so what's your favorite one of these go away lonely girl um probably go away is my favorite i know i talked to andrew about this album once and he was trying to sell me on those last three songs the future scope trilogy okay because it's like this extended, it's kind of like only in dreams, I guess, okay. is what he was trying to tell me. And I feel like, I think it's the first one I like, but the other two, 
not so much. But I like the ambition of it, that they're trying to, like, do something with their closer and, I don't know, like, it's a lot more instrumental than vocal and... We'll get there. Let me listen to this Ain't Got Nobody first. And then we'll go there. another nightmare. What? Go back to sleep. Oh, yeah. Everything will be all right in the end. rhymes sean yeah (laughs) it's like maybe for me this is the point where i'm looking looking at them as like make-believe weezer so i see these songs now like that's a catchy pop song like i'm okay with that i'm like i accept it as like weezer part two a decent song okay yeah yeah. your expectations have lowered sufficiently to uh to forgive these ridiculous Nation, mm-hmm. I don't even know. I'm not going back to that, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing that's interesting to me as I'm looking at Wikipedia is it lists all the writers of these songs, and there are so many of these songs with co-writers. I wonder how much like, they really did of co-writing, though. You know? Yeah. What do you have to do to get a credit? Just like a line or a riff or a... I don't know. I don't know. This is all three. They didn't have them as separate. It's like seven minutes long. The future yeah. scope. Future scope. minute and 50 seconds in. Does it kind of make you wonder, like, what song they got the chord progression from? (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. Do you think a lot of their songs were written like that one uh, Drunk Dory song? It's hard to say. At least, I don't know. That's, I'm looking at the track listing for that album, and that's one of only three songs where he's listed as the only songwriter. Okay. So I wonder if like, when he's working with other people, if he still uses his spreadsheet? or Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe if he's just by himself, he just does his own thing and brainstorms it all together with a crazy spreadsheet. Let's hear it. I mean, first listen, not bad, I'm going to say. Yeah. Maybe if I, like, got into it and listened to it and, like, learned it. It's hard to be, like, hot and cold on these things. I'm just lukewarm. Like, I mean, the British are coming. I'm a hard fail on that one. It's not for mm-hmm. me. Not my, it's not made for me. The rest of them are... Okay, back to the shack. Ain't got nobody. Go away, go away. It's great. Next album. Any thoughts? Oh, what's this called? Everything will be all right in the end. And now we get to the White Album 2016. This is like two years ago. Mm hmm. Thoughts? Um, I don't have a lot of them. This is the one with Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory. I like that song. It's an okay song. I like it. It's a good song. Because I know the story behind it, and I like the key change. Mm-hmm. When I heard it at first, yeah. I'm like, that sounds different. Wonder what happened. And then he's like, oh, this is a key change. I'm like, there, that's why it sounds different. Like, all of a sudden he starts singing uh-huh. a different key, like, with no transition. That's one of the things that I feel like Old Weezer did a lot that New Weezer doesn't do is key changes. With Old Weezer, though, it was mostly like they'd do a key change into the guitar solo and then they'd change back to the original key when they came out of it, which I think is really cool and works really well to like build tension. But I don't know, in the podcast he talks about how that's like a cheap trick and mm-hmm. feels like emotionally false or whatever. But like an 80s ballad. I don't think so. Yeah, key changes are great. But I can, I mean, 80s ballads had a ton of key changes, but they sound great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely like that part of that song. I think, like, lyrically, that song's not great, but otherwise I like it a lot. Thank God for Girls thoughts. I don't like it. It's the worst. He's, like, 50 (laughs) years old. I bet they yeah. have some like critical things on this Wikipedia article to say about the song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to listen to it. Let's let's listen to Summer Eileen and Drunk Dorian. Okay. Just so we can hear the key change. Who should I share this? I think it's recording right now, Sean. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to do a podcast with it. Maybe I'll just put up on like a Dropbox and uh, Andrew and JG can download it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how many people are going to want to listen to me talk about Weezer. (laughs) But I'm okay with that. Let's turn it up a little bit.
I like it because I heard the story behind it. It's not a good song by itself, I don't think. I like that part. King of the world, I know. You like that one? How does that one go? I don't remember how that one goes. Let's find it. So you're watching anything good on TV? Um, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a great show, but it's a really good time filler. You know, like when I have 20 minutes and I'm eating something, I'll put on an episode of that. You ever watch um, so, The Great British Bake Off? I haven't seen any of that. I remember this one now. I don't think this is like a I mean, modern Weezer song. It sounds more like a classic Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> not sold. I'll, I'll, no, I'll give that to you. Like the sound of it, I think sounds more classic Weezer. Yeah, with the harmonies. But then, like lyrically. It's really bad. Like the end of that chorus, I'm looking at the lyrics. He said, we could ride a greyhound all the way to the Galapagos and stay for the rest of our lives. Like, ride a greyhound to the Galapagos? Like, what does that even mean? It's an island. And then that first verse, he's, I don't know. You just listen to it. He's singing about, like, celebrity divorce no, and 300 died in an airplane Yeah, because he's like, standing in a... Uh... Like, I want to hear him sing about how he had a crush on a girl that ended up being a lesbian. But do you? Like, I mean, that's, that's the Weezer I like. Is it? <laughs> well, I guess he's, like, old yeah. now, so maybe not anymore. Oh, if he's if he made one of those songs now, and, uh, when was he born? How old is he? Rivers. I don't know. I don't care. The other one that's a really good song that he couldn't get away with now is, uh, what is it, uh, No One Else? Yeah. Is it off the Blue Album? Like, that's super misogynistic, and, like, I want a girl who, like, will laugh for no one else, and when I'm away, she puts her makeup on the shelf, like, completely dedicated to me. It, like, it almost sounds like a love slave. But when I was, like, 16 or whatever, like, 
that was kind of my concept of love, like being completely devoted to each other, like to the exclusion of everyone else. But to hear that from an older person now, like, no, no way. That's true. It's a good song, though. Can't take it away from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's Do You Want to Get song. High? That's one is that a good one or bad? That sounds like it's bad. Anything Which that one? has like drugs in the title is going to be bad. Do You Want to Get High? I remember liking Endless Bummer, but I think that's a really bad name for a song. Endless Bummer. Because it's the last track you got. Mm-hmm. And I, I always like the last one. <laughs> It's kind of like Endless Summer, but it's a bummer. <laughs> I get it. I'm kind of worried because I just I was listening to it at work, and I was like, oh, this is a good song. I should remember it. And now you're going to play it, and I'm going to have to defend that opinion, <laughs> and I'm totally not prepared to do that. <laughs> I just want the summer to end. What's the Trying to pretend She told me to follow the rules Not all 19-year-olds are cool Just don't pay attention to the lyrics. Just listen to the melody. Mm-hmm. Harmonies. Yep, I still like it. I stand by my opinion. (laughs) Not bad. I can say it's a good one. It's better than Thank God for Girls. There's an (laughs) L.A. Girls with Z on the girls. Come on, guys. Japanese bonus track, Prom Night? Come on, Como. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we skipped that one because it's not in the list. Which one? In white? Um, Death to False Metal. Is it Weezer White album? That album? No. It's a... Is it bad or they good? It's not in the discography list on Wikipedia, but it's somewhere in the article. Because oh. it wasn't like a proper album. It was like a compilation of I don't even know what. Yeah. But that one, um, the first song on that album is... Uh, gosh, where is it? Let me find it. Hold on. Okay, Death to False Metal, oh, compilation yeah. album by Weezer. Compilation, it's down below Pacific Daydream. It's got So a... the first album on that one is called Turning Up the Radio, yeah. and it's a song that he, like, co-wrote with YouTube. So he did it over a series of, like, 15 
YouTube videos where he'd post like, oh, here's this idea. Let's come up with a chord progression. Everybody give me your ideas. Uh-huh. And then he'd sort through them all and say, oh, I like this one. So if you look at the Wikipedia article, it has like 15 co-writers on it. I remember being like mildly interested in that while it was going on. And there was one where somebody criticized him of that. Like, they're like, why are you singing about like high school or like girls or prom or whatever it was? And he, I forget exactly what he said, but it was like, you know, those are the, still the things that, like, ring emotionally true to me, and they're, like, shared experiences that everyone has, and whatever, like, justifications for still writing songs about that stuff as an old man. Yeah. So I know that he's, he's aware of that criticism, and he brushes it off, but I think he's wrong to do that. <laughs> he should just say... Yeah, I, I can write whatever I want to, and you can buy it or not listen to it if you don't want to. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't have to justify any of your songwriting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not going to listen to it. Too bad. Yeah, you don't need to. And then the last time, or last album, last year, October 27, Pacific Daydream. We're there. This is it. Last album. We got Mexican Fender, Beach Boys, Feels Like Summer, Happy Hour, Weekend Woman, QB Blitz. Any? Is there anything good on here? What's good? I listened to it for the first time on Friday, I guess. Yeah. And it was fine, but like nothing stands out to me. Like Mexican Fender is another song like all those other songs where it's like an okay, catchy pop song but lyrically just not interesting at all can you hear my kids in the background singing just barely okay here we go mexican fender lyrics so loud Shop on Santa Monica and 7th Street The salesman tried to get my attention To sell me a Mexican Fender She came to get a 10,000 steps And hang out with the boyfriend But I was only trying to get to know her So I took her out to the ocean It was hot, hot, 100 degrees But she only went in up to her knees Take off the jeans Cause that would be insane My summer love I don't know I was reading the lyrics And I think Weezer You can't read the lyrics And listen to the songs (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Before I listened to this I read the Wikipedia article Yeah and it says when he was writing it, like in some interview, here it is. Rivers describes it as Beach Boys Gone Bad, tackling more mature topics and be less summer days and more winter nights. So it's like his tribute to, it's his Weezer spin on Beach Boys. But then the album comes out and there's a song on it called Beach Boys. Like that says something about like the subtlety of Rivers Cuomo. Like it's just so yep. 
I want it to be inspired by the Beach Boys, so my song is called The Beach Boys. It's just so overt, I guess. I like them, Sean. I'm on board with what they're doing. Is there anything that we didn't cover? Like, the newest song on the radio is the um, cover of Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good song. And they didn't, they did it like a cover, and it's still a good song. So it's not like a Weezer song. I, I think I'm one of the few people in the world that thinks that that song's just kind of okay. Like, I know the whole internet especially is in love with Africa by Toto, but for me it's just like, it's fine. So whatever impact Weezer playing that song has is kind of automatically lost on me. Was it popular before? It was popular on the internet before Weezer, like, covered it? or? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like an on 80s Reddit, song. at least, it's people a... talked about Africa all the time as being like this perfect song. You're not on board then, huh? I don't want to say I don't like it, but it's just, it's just like a fine song to me. It's not like anything spectacular. Well, they didn't do much to make it Weezer. Mm-hmm. They just did a cover. With some like hard drums and more electric guitar. Yeah. See, there's the hard drums. I hear the drums are going tonight. The lyrics are great, though. I mean, so so much better than these lyrics. <laughs> She's coming in 1230 flight The moonlit wings reflect the stars That guide me towards salvation I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some old forgotten words Of ancient melodies He turned to me as if to say It's like almost my favorite modern Weezer song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think if they've done any other covers that are worth talking about. I don't know. He did, on one of the albums, one of the Japanese bonus tracks or whatever, is them covering Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Okay. It just sounds like Weezer playing that song, and it's like, oh, this is a fine song being played by a fine band. They did a cover of, uh, or I think just Rivers did a cover of Paranoid Android, which was kind of bizarre, but he did it. Um, Hold on, I want to see how you did it. You got to mention it, so... I used to rule the world. Along with the king, one minute I held the king. 
that my castle stands upon pillars of salt and pillars of sand. I hear Jerusalem bells ringing. I like this song. Mm-hmm. I like Coldplay, like, and I like Weezer. River yeah. sings great, and it's a. I'm on board. Second favorite modern Weezer song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I just remembered something that we have to talk about. Okay. <laughs> so Rivers is kind of like obsessed with Japanese culture, right? Yeah. yeah. There's this other band that's really bad that I used to listen to in high school called Allister or Alistair. I don't even know how you say it. They're a really bad punk band, like Blink-182 kind of like pop punk. Okay. And one of the members of that band is also like super obsessed with Japanese culture and is like really popular over there. So he and Rivers released an album together that's completely in Japanese. <laughs> and like when I found out about this, I like I couldn't believe that it was true. Like it sounds like something that I would dream. Like two people from bands that I used to like a lot yeah. made an album and it's all in Japanese and I have to check Wikipedia like once every couple of years to make sure that like that's actually a true thing that's real and not not something I dreamed right. of. It just, it's so bizarre to me. <laughs> I think I looked up one of the songs on YouTube once, but I've never listened to the whole thing. Do you follow, like, music? Is music important to you, Sean? Are you kind of like, I mean, and in high school, you said you were obsessed with Weezer, and I'm sure you were obsessed with uh-huh. other bands, too, and would get albums and make mixtapes, and you'd learn all the songs and record your own version of the song. Do you do like follow music? How, how much into you music are you right now? I'm trying to figure that out right now. Actually, it's definitely like something that's tapered off as I've gotten older. I feel like I still care a lot more about music than most people my age, maybe not most, but like, it's still something that's important to me. But like this last year, like my thing is I've been reading, I've been reading lots of books uh-huh. and I've been listening to books more than I've actually been reading them, which means whenever I'm in the car, I'm listening to a book. Whenever I'm exercising, I'm listening to a book. So I haven't listened to music like at all this year yeah. and I'm, I miss it, but it's not like there's a part of my soul missing. Like there was on my mission when I wasn't listening to music, you know? Right. So I don't know. It's hard for me to like say exactly so you don't listen to the radio ever? Or is this audiobooks all the time? You're not tuned into Pretty much. That? I've never listened to the radio. It's always been, well, my iPod's broken, but whatever MP3 player I have, just listening to music and podcasts, but I don't really listen to podcasts lately either. It's just audio. It's all just been books. Audiobooks. How are you- yeah, and next year I'll definitely be listening to fewer books, but I don't know what the balance <laughs> is going to look like when this is all done. Are you still running? Are you doing, like, marathon training or...? I've been, um, so my shins were hurting really bad whenever I'd run this, like at the beginning of the year. Uh So I started going to physical therapy and got all these like strength exercises to do that weren't really helping that much. And so I kind of started doing the strength exercises more than the running. So right now I'm still running like three times a week, but only three miles instead of like crazy long distances. But then I'm also going to the gym and lifting weights three times a week, but I'm just kind of starting that. So I kind of feel like I'm 
running really poorly and also lifting weights really poorly at the same time, but I'm also exercising six days a week. So is your body breaking Just down with the distances well. then or like shin splint stuff? Well, I wasn't even running that far. No. Like my, sh I'd just get really bad shin splints. My shins would hurt like the next day. But then I'd take a week off or whatever, and I'd be fine. And I'd build up my distances a little bit more. Then once I got up to like only like five or six mile runs, they'd start hurting again. You know, after two or three weeks, to the point where I had to take another week off. And but you did yeah, a just wasn't fun. you did a full marathon, right? Or was it a half? Mm -hmm. It was a full. Yeah, it was a full. It was long. <laughs> I don't think I want to do it again. <laughs> do you remember Tyler's marathon when we were all living in the Woodhouse? No. He ran a marathon when we were there? I'm going to tell the story, and it's probably been, like, mythologized in my mind. It's probably way more dramatic than it actually was. Okay. But he signed up for the um, St. George Marathon, which is in, like, October, November. Yeah. And he didn't run at all. He did one training run, which I feel like he did with you, <laughs> where he ran all the way up to the Y and all the way back, and you ran with him, but you didn't go up the Y. You just came home, at, like, at the base of the trail. No. So it was, like, this insane training run, and that was the only thing that he did. And then he went and ran it. And he did like a nine-minute mile pace. Like he had a really good time with no training at all. It just makes me mad. We'll have to confirm the details okay. from him. Okay. I've been listening to like murder mysteries audiobooks, and yeah, getting mad. But I like I go to the library and just whatever looks like a murder mystery, I get it. And the detectives are just horrible agatha christie is the only good author <laughs> yeah i haven't read agatha christie i don't know one of the things i've been doing this year is like reading a lot of recommendations yeah. so i've been reading a lot of books that i normally wouldn't choose to read and sometimes that's been really good and sometimes it's been like exactly what i expect yeah but i've kind of decided that i don't really like murder mysteries or like detective like noir kind of books mm -hmm. that much like it just doesn't do it for me you like fiction? So novels? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I should probably try Agatha Christie because I know she's like the best and I just never have. There was one that I read called Motherless Brooklyn mm -hmm. that I guess it's not so much detective, but it definitely like falls in that same genre. But the main character is this guy with Tourette's. And it's really funny. <laughs> like the I don't know. It's just, I really liked that character and the whole idea of somebody who's, like, trying to be this sly detective, whatever, who, like, bursts out in random swearing and, like, can't control his tics and stuff. <laughs> so, that's one that was fun. You doing, like, a spreadsheet to keep track? You gonna, like, mm -hmm. review them? Like, thumbs up, thumbs down? I don't know if I'm gonna review anything, but I have most everything on Goodreads. So I guess I have scores on there. Okay. But yeah, I've been keeping track of my workouts and my books and the movies that I've been watching. That's kind of my thing this year, you, and we'll see what I do next do year. Do you keep track but, of um, what you eat? I've been doing that for a while on my phone, just count my calories. Yeah. But yeah. Six days a week. That's a lot of time. You do it before work? 
Or after? Uh, usually after. I want to start doing it before work, but I'm not a morning person. It's been hard. You still tr like drive yeah. a lot to do sample sites and stuff? Sometimes. Like, I haven't done that a whole lot lately, but, yeah, when it comes up, it's a lot of time in Louisiana. Yeah. 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 How's your job going? It's good. Yeah, I like my job a lot. I do a lot more programming and development and database admin. What What kind of programming do you do? I wrote an app in um, Visual Studio. It was a .NET C# -sharp application. It's like a web okay. form and tons of like cleanup and scripting and computations. And then I write Python scripts to run geoprocessing tools um, and then schedule them to run nightly or weekly. And it saves a lot of time, mostly of our, our admin and our cartographer, just database okay. versioning tools and things like that. There's a fire yeah. going right now. I do. And I'm on duty, and I might have to go and do fire support this week. So hopefully the fire goes down this oh, week. Yeah, that would suck. It's a lot of time. So I'm in the emergency response team. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do a lot of GIS work, but we don't hardly do any like geoprocessing or anything like that. So I've been over the past like six months or something, I've done some online classes to learn programming just because I'm interested in yeah. it and I feel like maybe I could somehow use it for work at some point. Yeah. So I'm doing a Python class right now. Cool. It's it's fun to learn. I do um, web applications, like web mapping. I use the JavaScript mm -hmm. API, and I wrote some widgets. It's pretty fun. I don't do a lot of programming. Cool. I do a lot of uh, busy work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, it's and then I sometimes I make paper maps. They've been they've been moving me away from pro programming and um, I've been taking over some of the busy work mapping and I don't know boring stuff. <laughs> Ten hour days. I go in at six and I leave at five, and uh, I don't work on Fridays. That's nice. I don't know. I'm going to try to move. There was an opening of a GIS analyst in Vancouver, Washington, which is next to Portland. Mm -hmm. I thought about applying, and then I went to the site to apply, and they're like, we want to, you to answer these questions and answers and provide references. And I'm like, it's too much work to look up. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a oh, job where I can funny. just send a paper application through an email, I'll do that. But if I have to like fill yeah. out fields and answer questions, write a cover letter? No way. I already have a job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're making me work too hard. That's funny. All right. Undone. The sweater song. Buddy Holly. The greatest man that ever lived. Variations on a shaker hymn. Troublemaker. Oh. There are some real stinkers going on. <laughs> 
Yeah. It was good. I'm, I liked hearing your opinion. So you knew what you liked or didn't like? Because I didn't have like strong opinions on the later albums because I didn't listen to them. Yeah, that kind of can affect whether or not you have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, except for the radio ones, like the, the British are coming. I remember hearing that the first time on the radio. I'm like, was that on the, radio? On the radio? That's where I heard it. Yeah. I didn't realize it's that. It's amazing. I'm like, this is what Weezer's doing bad. right now? Nope. I'm not on board. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. All right. Thanks for the chat, Sean. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> I can't believe how much homework you did for it, though. <laughs> I just listened to everything, really. Most of the homework was done when I was, like, 16. Oh, there you go. And then Wikipedia sur supplied a lot of the quotes and stuff. Mm -hmm. That Hurley album. What? Ratitude? 2009, 2010 was not a good time for Weezer. Mm -mm. Rad album. I feel like in 2014, they're like, we're going to start writing songs like we used to. Everything will be all right in the end. But then they threw in uh, The British Are Coming. And Cleopatra. Cleopatra. I don't know. Hit and miss. That's what they are. Why we love them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> How's Carrie doing? She's good. They were. Uh, she took the kids on like an extended summer vacation, which she's done like the past three summers now. So they were in New Jersey visiting her sister, and then they were in Portland or in Oregon visiting her mom. And they were gone for like six weeks. So I was living the bachelor life here. They just got back. Well, like a week and a half or two weeks ago. I don't remember. Just working out, listening to books and watching movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's been really easy to keep busy because I like my job has a commute now. So that fills up some extra time, which is obnoxious. And I come home and exercise and make myself dinner and then it's nighttime. Yeah. And then you work Friday too. So then you just have two days for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And that's full of sleeping and exercising and that's it. Yeah, the weekends are kind of wasted, but whatever. <laughs> cool man. I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> Maybe eat some food. I'm gonna make some homemade bread today. Ooh, that sounds good. I don't think I have any more questions about Weezer. I'm just still confused about them. I think the Simpsons, I'm going to keep that in my mind, Simpsons analogy. Because I don't watch Simpsons, and I haven't watched Simpsons for, it's kind of like, I don't know. But you like the Simpsons, right? Yeah. If someone asks me, do you like the Simpsons, I'm going to say yes. If someone likes, if someone asks me, do I like Sublime, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I liked Sublime back then. Uh-huh. So what's the difference between Sublime and Weezer? Maybe Weezer was always good. <laughs> Sublime was never good. 
I don't know. Sublime Lake still has some okay songs. I don't know. If they come on the radio, I'm changing the channel. I, I can't stand <laughs> them right now. I'll listen to a Call Me Maybe song. Where was it? One of those uh, Wikipedia articles on an album saying that um, Reverse Como I think I saw that. liked Carly Rae Jepsen or something. Was really into pop uh -huh. stuff. Makes sense. He really liked um, "Kids" by MGMT. You know that song? No. What is it? How's it go? They did a cover of it too. Um, you'll have to look okay, it up on okay. on Wikipedia or on YouTube. Kids. Kids. Yeah, I'm sure you know it. It's just with a Z. MGMT, or you can watch the Weezer cover of it, which is basically the exact same song, just with Rivers singing. There's California Kids, is that it? Mm -mm, it's just called Kids. I'll find it later. I don't care. Kids? WGMT? MGMT. MGMT kids. Let's hear it. intro all right okay there's the sound all right got it yep <laughs> weezer loves it i can see them covering that song mm -hmm. all right yep he loves certain pop songs <laughs> we just spent two hours talking about weezer sean <laughs> you feel like you voiced everything you needed to? I feel like I know a lot of trivia that I didn't bring up, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> like old trivia from like the Blue Album? Yeah, old trivia. Like, I don't know, I'll give you one more to kind of give you the idea, an idea of what I'm talking about, but like, I found out that on the Blue Album for sure, and I think Pinkerton too, they didn't use any guitar pedals at all. Like, all those distortions are just from their amps. When I found that out, it just blew my mind. <laughs> Most people probably don't care about that. And, oh, here's another one. On the Blue Album, so they had a... Jason Cropper was the original guitar player in their band. But like he left during the recording of the Blue Album, okay. and Brian Bell came on. But he joined so late in that process that he doesn't play any guitar on the Blue Album. 
He just does a little bit of backup vocals. When I learned that, it blew my mind. <laughs> Blue album is just like completely rivers. So there's a couple. I'll keep a couple more for myself. Um, I like them. Cool. Sweet. Thanks for the call, Sean. Yeah, for sure. If you want to talk about something else, we can uh, let me know. I'll research it. We can talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just no one I know would want to talk about Weezer or list, like <laughs> tell me their opinions on the British are coming. Well, no one wants to hear my opinions on the British are coming, so I guess I'm a perfect fit. All right. <laughs> cool. I'll talk to you later, man. All right. See you, Chad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.